Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 143, the marriage advice we heard at our hotel's hot tub. Ooh, so salacious. So this last week, my husband and I celebrated our 20 wedding anniversary. And so to celebrate, we decided to go to Cabo San Lucas. And we were so excited. He had been there before a couple times, but I had never been there. And so... We were really excited to be able to have this experience together and celebrate our love. And something we did not expect to happen was to be a witness and involved and to experience all of the marriage advice that would be thrown out while we were at this hotel and especially while we were in the hot tub. (laughs) This seemed to be a hot topic while we were there. And so I found it so fascinating, especially with this podcast and the work that we do to just hear the advice that people are giving to other people, depending on the experiences that they've had, things that have gone well, things that haven't gone well. And so I wanted to just do a podcast on some of the things that we heard while we were there and have a little bit of a discussion about it. Most of the people who were offering advice about marriage were remarried. Some of them we had really deep conversations with and other times they were just conversations that were happening really close to us or across the hot tub. And so we were able to just listen and kind of digest and process. Most of the couples there while we were there, were remarried. And so what did we learn from all this? So I want to talk about three couples in particular. And we don't know all of them by name or anything. So we're just going to start with the first one. And we're just going to call them couple A. Now couple A, they were together and had been together for about a year. And they were this act, this couple actually was not remarried. But they were divorced, not from each other, but they were coming together from two different marriages. And they had both gone through their divorce probably one to two years prior. So now this couple, they're now together after having already been married and after having gone through a divorce. So we ended up in a conversation with just the boyfriend because his girlfriend was not there as we started to uh, dive into this topic. And so we just kind of got into it with him. And he was talking about his ex-wife and how the relationship started and all the things that they were doing and their goals and their desires. And then what went wrong. And so it was really interesting that in the beginning of their relationship, they thought they knew each other really, really well. And once they were married, things just took off. They both started progressing really rapidly in their careers. 
and they both worked full time. And so you had the girlfriend who was, well, the wife at this time, who was taking off in her career and just climbing up the ladder. And the husband was doing the exact same thing. And they were happy about that. That's what they had dreamed of. That's what they were working towards. And they really wanted that to happen. Now, what came with that was a lot of work, a lot of busyness. And so they were very busy in their careers. They also decided that because they had a good income, that they would build the house of their dreams. And so they bought a nice size lot of land. They wanted land. They both had that in common and they designed their dream house together. This is very time consuming. And so they were just so thick in all the details. What kind of knobs do we want on the doors? What kind of trim do we want here and there and all the details. So not only were they working a lot full time already, but now they were spending all their extra time in creating their dream home. So this happened. It all took place and they built their dream home and they moved in and they thought everything was just going to be beautiful. And then they had their first baby together and they were enjoying their son and becoming new parents and learning all the ins and outs of parenthood. Now, where their troubles came was probably when their son was about a year, one and a half years old. And in their mind, as he was explaining it, was they had already accomplished all their goals and their dreams within the first four years of their marriage. And at the time, they thought that that was such a magical thing. And they said, okay, we've done all these things. We've been able to accomplish career goals and we've got the house that we want and we've got land and now we have our first child and now we have to readjust our schedules so we can take care of our baby and things. And all of a sudden, they realized that they had more time together and that became a huge challenge for them. They realized that they had been spending the last four years only being busy, that they started to not have as much time together or quality time. And so little things became big things. Little things that were never worked through or discussed, just simmered and percolated and resentment and anger just grew and grew and grew that by the time they had a moment to slow down and say, all right, let's enjoy all the things that we've worked for and all the things that we've accomplished. They had already grown very far apart and were feeling a lot of anger and were feeling very distant. So it was really interesting because when they had their son and thinking that all their dreams had come true, what came up for them were really negative thoughts about one another and how the other one was very selfish. That was a word that kept coming up for them. The other one only thinks about this or they only think about that and look at all the things that they aren't doing. And so as we were talking to him, we were like, you know, what did you learn? Because now you're here on this vacation and you have 
a new girlfriend and you guys have been together for a while, like what have you learned that you want to take with you into this relationship? And so for this couple, the thing that he had learned and thought was a very valuable lesson is that yes, we all have goals and dreams and desires and it's awesome and it feels amazing to be actively pursuing them. But also just as important is to be able to slow down and make sure you have one-on-one -on -one time together. Not doing busy work, not doing the bills, not doing just household management, but actually spending that quality time with one another and to continue to develop the relationship, no matter what else is happening in your life together. And so it was kind of like that revelation of, hey, going on weekly dates, even when you're married and all throughout your marriage is still so important and so valuable that you actually make it a priority to put some things down from time to time and say, we need to spend some quality time together. We can't get caught up in the idea that just busyness is what makes us happy, but that being able to slow down and really make sure we're still learning things about each other, still discovering things about each other and still getting to know each other, that that also is an important part of the relationship. It's interesting because when we go into a marriage, things are going to come up for us that we didn't necessarily know about ourselves. And we will never know them until we have to face them in the context of a relationship and in the context of marriage and being with another person every day, all the time, having differences of opinions, having different ideas. It's in those moments that you really start to say, like, who am I? Who is this person? Do we really love each other? How are we going to work through these things? And so if we never have those downtimes together, that quality time together, we're going to be starting to really diverge and realize, hey, it's been four years and we hardly know each other. And when we are together, I don't know if we like each other. And that's exactly what happened to this couple. And so I thought his lesson was a really good one. And that was just to make sure that you keep quality time as a priority, no matter how busy life gets. So that was couple A. Couple B was remarried. And this is a couple that we didn't necessarily talk to in person, but they were in the hot tub and they were loud. They both had huge personalities and I think in their mind, they were having a conversation with everybody in the hot tub. <laughs> and so they were talking about their story and how they both had been married, I think, you know, for a good amount of time, maybe seven or eight years, each of them, and how their previous marriages didn't work. And now they were together and they had been together and married for about three years. As they were talking about their past marriages, the ones that didn't work out, they ended up kind of focusing in on this young couple. And it was revealed that this young couple, they were newlyweds. They had just gotten married and they were actually on their honeymoon. And so this couple, they wanted to share all their advice and all their wisdom 
with this newlywed couple so that they wouldn't fall into the same traps that this other couple had experienced. So of course, we were so fascinated. Like, what is it that they are going to share? What wisdom are they going to share with this newlywed couple that they think is going to be so valuable for them to know right up front at the beginning of their marriage? And their lesson and words of advice had a lot to do with communication. And it was really interesting because they weren't totally on the same page about communication, but they were for the most part on the same page. One piece of advice that the wife offered was um, that you have to let it all out. Let everything out. Don't hold anything back. Don't keep things in. Don't let things bubble up. And you just have to talk about everything. Now, this is a really interesting one for me because I agree with kind of the concepts of what she's saying, but not 100%. With when it comes to communication, just talking is communication, right? Even our body language is communication. We can be sending all kinds of messages, even if we aren't using our mouth. But also, if we're just talking, it doesn't mean that it's effective communication. We may be communicating because we're using our mouth and we're using words and we're speaking in sentences, but that doesn't mean it's always effective. And a lot of times when I do work with couples, communication skills comes up as a challenge. And so it's interesting because a lot of times they'll say, well, we're talking about things, but it's not always effective. And that's usually because it's just talk without the actual skill or the technique or the tools of what makes communication effective. And so while I do agree that it's not good to let everything just sit inside of ourselves and for us to just suffer in silence um, about everything, the extreme is not all the extreme of just letting everything out however you want all the time can also backfire and have negative consequences. So it's almost like you have the two bookends, right? Staying silent is not good and never talking through things, but also just letting everything out without a filter, without thinking about things first before you say them or just saying whatever you want, whenever you're angry. Both of those extremes can have really negative consequences. And so what really intrigued me was when she said, it's good to be able to learn to communicate and to be able to learn how to talk about the hard things. Now that I liked, that I liked. But what it really got me thinking about was these, these extremes of being silent or just saying everything that comes to mind and then having regrets about that later is to develop the skills the awesome and effective communication skills that land us right in the middle. So we're not doing things that we regret. We're not saying the words that we're like, oh, shoot, I said that thing to my husband and I can't take it back. And even though we've talked about it and I've apologized, it still comes up. That happens a lot. Or we're just 
suffering in silence saying, none of my needs are met. We don't get to talk about this or this or that. And so being able to actually learn effective communication skills in order to be able to talk about the challenging topics that come up in a relationship, that was golden. And it really reminded me that a lot of times we aren't taught effective communication skills. We're just taught that it's important to communicate in marriage, but we're not always taught how to do it. So this really reminded me of the program that we have out for engaged couples and for newlyweds. It's called First Night, First Year. And it is the main reason we created this program is so that newlyweds, engaged couples, and even if you're married and you just feel like you want a, a fresh start, you can learn some of these things right at the beginning, right now, so that you can develop good skills that will allow for effective communication and actual understanding of one another and not just words flying at each other without real understanding taking place. And all of that is included in this marriage prep program that we have for newlyweds. So if you know of anyone who's engaged or who has just gotten married, please look into this program. First night, first year on our website. It is so good. And it really talks about communication. That's one of the main topics that we talk about and discuss. Now, couple C. I think this was probably my favorite couple that we talked to. They were also on their second marriage. And I think this second marriage, um, they had been together for about 10, 10 or 11 years. And their previous marriages had also been for a significant am amount of time, maybe something similar around 10 years. One thing I noticed about this couple right away, this couple C, is that there was a lot of tenderness that was shared between them. They had a lot of really beautiful interactions with one another. They took the time to be gentle and affectionate and they were complimenting each other. And this is even before we got in a discussion with them. We could just notice they really drew, how do you say it? They captured our attention with how they were interacting with one another. And so the fact that we were able to actually engage in a conversation with them and have it be about marriage and relationships was just thrilling. And so that was the first thing I noticed is that there was a lot of love, a lot of tenderness and um, affection and compliments. So as we got into a discussion with them, it was really interesting to hear what their advice was and what was making this second marriage of theirs so much different than their previous marriages. And they were talking about the concept of anger and love. And they were saying that for them, their kind of goal, their motto together for their marriage was to not let anger win, but to let love win. And I thought that is so beautiful because they were in sync with that. They were on board. Clearly, they have had discussions about that where that's kind of like their motto and they are trying to live by it. And I thought, what a difference that makes when you have a discussion like that with your spouse and you're like, what if this is our motto is to let love win, is to not let the anger win. And of course, we're going to have times 
when we're angry. That's human and normal. But to not let it overtake our thinking capabilities and to also not let the anger be so strong that we live in the mode of just being reactive all the time without slowing our brain down and actually thinking through things more clearly before we take action that we may regret later. And so uh, they really embraced this and it was obvious. And the thing I loved about this couple is because they had this motto. I was like, this is like life coaching, right? This is a thought. Their thought is we want to let love win. And so they were talking about when the little things come up or even the big things that come up that are challenging in marriage, that they keep this motto in mind. Now, if we go back to the self-coaching model, our thoughts are going to be what trigger the emotions that we feel inside. So even if something is bothering them and they don't like it or they have differences of opinions on parenting or whatever it is, when they have that motto in mind that they want to let love win, then they start to think more clearly than if they were just like, well, who who does he think he is? He doesn't get to rule over me and I can have my own thoughts about this, right? It can be so different and we can feel so different inside when we have the motto of let's let love win or I'm just angry and I'm just going to let all my anger out. We're just going to cut loose here. The other thing that this couple actually said, which I also loved, was that they said, we try to do that one thing. And I was kind of curious, like, what do you mean that one thing? And they, were, and they said, sometimes when you get in a disagreement or an argument or just you don't see eye to eye on something, your brain can tell you there's something you can do that would help that situation, right? Like to let love win. And that doesn't mean getting walked over or not, you know, sharing your thoughts authentically. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that there is something inside of you that says, I could do this one thing. And I know that that would be meaningful or beneficial or helpful, or it would actually serve our marriage, even in the situation that is not so pleasant. And I loved that concept. And the wife in this couple, she told me that her husband actually taught her this and said, this is really helpful. And I think if we apply this to our marriage, it's really going to make a huge difference. And she talked about what an experience that was for her to have that type of mindset in her marriage to let love win and to do that one thing. And so she just shared examples of when sometimes they weren't seeing eye to eye and she wanted to let love win. She would search her brain and say, what's that one thing I could do right now that would serve our marriage? And she was always able to find it. And because it was coming from a loving place, she was happy to do it. And you could tell that this was very reciprocal in their relationship. They just had so much love for each other. They spoke so highly of one another and of working through their marriage And it really goes to show that our brains can easily go to negative thoughts 
and that our spouse is selfish or they're only thinking about these things and we feel like we're the victim of that, but that we can also change our thoughts so quickly that we can feel so different about the relationship as well. We are just one thought away from feeling better in our marriage, in our relationship. We're just one thought away. And so I loved this couple C. I loved some of their thoughts, their mottos, and it was evident that they just exuded. They actually walked their talk and it was really fun to witness and watch and to have conversations with them. So I just wanted to share some of those things, the, those pieces of advice that are out in the world. Everyone's got their advice about marriage and about what works and what doesn't work. And we heard all kinds of things at the hotel while we were celebrating our anniversary. But these were the three that really stood out to me. And I just wanted to ask all of you who are listening to this, what you think about those three. Do, do they make sense? Does it make sense to really slow down and to have quality time as a priority? And what about effective communication? And also about letting love win. I wonder how our relationships would be different if we actually started to think about these things a little bit more and had those types of thoughts on our brain and in our mind more often and choose to think those thoughts on purpose. Now, if if you really want to know a little bit more about effective communication skills, in the notes for this podcast, there's going to be a link to a freebie that is talking about sex, right? That's a really hard topic for a lot of people to talk about. And so we want to give you this freebie so that you can go through some of the questions and things to ponder and maybe different ways to think about this difficult and challenging topic. And as you go through that freebie, we're hoping that it will be able to help you feel more comfortable to talk about some of those things that have maybe been challenging to talk about in the past. And also, if you get on our website at shelly.andersoncoaching.com, you can find that program first night, first year for engaged couples, newlywed couples, or couples who are already married and just want skills and they want a fresh start. We have couples who have been married a really long time that are like, that's the program I want. I want to take that one. So you can get on the website and look into those programs as well. So this next week, I hope that you'll be able to take these stories of these three couples and think about them and think about the thoughts that were helping these couples in their relationships have more success because remember the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself the more you restore it with your spouse thank you so much for listening today and i hope you will join me again